You're in the water loop. Welcome to Waterloop, the podcast exploring solutions for sustainability and equity in water. I'm the host, Travis Loop. This is episode number 190, Elevating the Emerging Leaders. Fresh perspectives and innovative ideas play a pivotal role in addressing the challenges of the 21st century, such as climate change, water equity, and environmental justice. That is why it's crucial to identify recognize and nurture emerging leaders, a topic explored in this episode with Dr. Jalan White Newsom, Senior Director for Environmental Justice at the White House Council on Environmental Quality. She joins the podcast to celebrate the recipients of the Water Now Alliance 2023 Emerging Leader Awards. During the conversation, she delves into the intersection between emerging leaders and environmental justice emphasizes the significance of affecting change at the grassroots level, and underscores the imperative for early and mid-career water professionals to be bold in their pursuits. Before starting, I want to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Flume Utility and Business Solutions. I have a flume system at my house to track water use in real time and show me what's happening on my smartphone. Flume also provides crucial insights to water providers and state and regional planning agencies, enabling them to conserve water, stop leaks, plan for the future, comply with regulations, and so much more. Flume is partnering with leading water utilities across the country, such as the San Antonio Water System, Orange County Municipal Water District, and East Bay Municipal Utilities District. Flume's nationwide network of sensors collect residential water use data at five-second intervals. It provides detailed analysis of how water is used indoors and out, even down to the fixture level. To learn more, visit flumewater.com and please reach out to their team at partnerships at flumewater.com. You're in the Waterloop. Dr. White Newsom, I am so happy to be here with you and to have you part of this recognizing emerging leaders through the Water Now Alliance Awards. Uh, thank you for being here to talk about this. Before we get started talking about emerging leaders, could you talk a little bit about your work and your role at the White House Council on Environmental Quality? Sure. Thank you so much, Travis, and thanks for the opportunity to be here today with you and celebrate the emerging leaders. Uh, as mentioned, I have the honor and privilege of serving as the Senior Director for Environmental Justice at the White House Council on Environmental Quality, better known as CEQ. And so our mission at CEQ is to make sure that we are protecting and preserving the environment and public health of the people. And so my role is to make sure that folks within the White House and within our federal agencies are advancing this larger mission of environmental justice to make sure that low-income communities, communities of color, indigenous folks are living in spaces and places that are not hazardous to their health, but actually healthy and allowing them to strive and thrive and grow up the way we all want to in a wonderful environment. So this phrase, emerging leader, a lot of people might have different conceptions of what that means. When you hear an emerging leader, what does that mean to you? Yeah, you know, Travis, when I hear this phrase, emerging leader, 
I think about someone who has decided to be bold, uh, either to shake up the norm or dig into something that is hard with the hope that taking that risk will lead to some big reward, not necessarily for themselves, but for others. And so when you talk about the word emerging, it means to become more self-actualized or prominent or grow in their strength and really step into a place where they are meant to be influential, effective, and dynamic. And so reviewing the profiles of the leaders, I mean, my gosh, each of them in their own right are transforming their communities through the water sector. And so Timothy, Chelsea, Stephanie, Jennifer, and Chris, those are the type of emerging leaders that we will be talking about for a long time. So let's make the connection here between environmental justice, which you work on and focus on and drive at CEQ, and the idea of emerging leaders. Where, where do those two intersect in your mind? Sure, Travis. So when I'm talking to an audience, I never like to assume folks know what environmental justice is. And so, you know, when I think about the fact that our president just this April signed a new executive order that actually gave the federal government its first definition of environmental justice, that is major. And so I won't read the entire definition, but I want to point out a couple of things. When we think about environmental justice, it's about the just and meaningful involvement and treatment of all people, regardless of race, income, disability, tribal affiliation. It's about making sure that we're mitigating systemic racism and those barriers that keep folks from living in communities that are, again, healthy for them. And when I think about these emerging leaders, at least from what I know and what I've read, they seem to be aiming for that same North Star. And so when I think about, again, every leader that we have, and particularly in this day and age in 2023, we cannot afford for our leaders not to keep environmental justice at the forefront of what they're doing. And so you have to make sure that in what you're doing and how you're leading, that you're centering the needs of people, because that's essentially what environmental justice is. And so I can see, for example, in Jennifer's work that as she works on the West Basin's Grass Replacement Trust Program, that she's using census data and Cal and Viral Screen to intentionally provide resources to communities that have been underserved and underinvested in. When I think about Chris's work to build environmental awareness around water conservation and efficiency, again, they're centering the needs of people. When I think about Stephanie's work and the partnerships that she's building in Philadelphia to really promote green stormwater infrastructure and schoolyards, that is centering the needs of people. So again, my hope is that we're going to continue to develop water sector leaders where environmental justice is a forethought and not an afterthought. Mm. Yeah, and as environmental justice has really come to the forefront over the past several years, uh, it seems like we need a new crop of leaders to keep that, to push that, and to keep that front and center all the time. Because maybe some of the leaders in the past didn't do that, and this new group really is aware of environmental justice. Um, playing off that, could you talk a little bit more about why you think this is such an important time uh, and the idea of developing these leaders, not just recognizing them, but identifying them and then developing them. Why is this all such a critical moment for that? Well, you know, I want to give credit to the Water Now Allowance, um, again, for really defining emergent leaders as sort of these 
uh, mid-level staff that are responsible for things that we can't function without having in a society, management of our stormwater, drinking water, wastewater, and really focusing on lifting up those that are underrepresented in the water utility space. So, so that is, again, WaterNow's definition of emerging leader. And so when I think about the water sector, it's actually not that dissimilar to the federal government and the reasons why we have to develop and nurture and recognize emerging leaders. You know, even with decades of progress, building a federal workforce, for example, that better represents communities across this country. Again, as we think about the legacies of discrimination, of systemic racism and gender equality, again, all that is still felt today. And there are too many underserved communities that remain underrepresented, uh, my gosh, in the federal workforce, particularly in positions of leadership. So when I think about the importance of public servants and the way that they should reflect the communities that they serve, you know, when we get to that point, the government will be more successful. And I'm proud that this administration has been trying to do that by appointing a record number of, again, diverse leaders. And so, again, to your question, why is it so important that we recognize these leaders right now is because we have multiple crises affecting our communities, whether you're talking about climate change Again, racism is a lot of stuff going on and we need folks that come in with a different set of skills and experiences so we can develop innovative solutions that are needed to tackle, again, these crises, but also address the unique needs of certain populations, particularly our low-income communities, our communities of color, our indigenous communities, and those, again, that are facing challenges related to a lack of water, a lack of water quality, repeated flooding or no water at all. And so leaders with fresh perspectives, with new ideas and creative thinking, again, will make sure that we are meeting this moment in the way we need to. And so I, I have to uplift, which I think was so cool, Chelsea's work that the way she described it as going undercover to make sure that undocumented folks actually were able to have a water bill in their name. That is the type of boldness and accountability that we have to celebrate. When I was in environmental philanthropy, I think about my main portfolio was really uplifting work and funding work at this intersection of climate change, equity, health, and justice. And what I learned very quickly is that some leaders need a little bit of um, they need models. And so when you talk about the emerging leaders and the importance of them at this point in time, folks like Chelsea taking bold actions they set the models for other leaders. And so for me, that is so important and the importance of this network that the Water Now Allowance is building because you are actually like uplifting bold actions that other people can say, hey, you know, that utility is doing that. Why don't we try it? And that's what I have witnessed has been very successful in moving the water sector. You know, you mentioned the federal level and the federal government. Obviously, you're working at that level. Uh, a lot of these people are at the, the very local level, even the hyper-local level. Um, could you talk about the importance uh, of having people driving change all the way down in, in those positions um, and not necessarily from a high up federal level, but what, what the role is of people at that local level? You know, Travis, so I've been in the federal government for a long 14 months. <laughs> and what I will say it is pretty exciting to be a part of pushing big policies, 
you know, implementing executive orders from the president. Uh, and in my case, having this huge responsibility of advancing environmental justice across this country, the White House and the federal family. So that is awesome, right? And while CEQ's mission, again, is to preserve and protect human health and the environment for our country, I guarantee we cannot be successful without having people on the ground leading change and aiming towards that same North Star. So what I value most with this administration is that we have tried to create ways and opportunities to hear from folks on the ground that are working at the local level. Because again, you know, we have to make sure that we're putting these values of centering people first and justice into action. And so when I think about some of the ways that we've tried to do that, particularly with our advisory council called the White House Environmental Justice Advisory Council, this is a group of leaders from across the country that are connected locally, that are sharing their recommendations and their wisdom with us as we create federal policy. And their voices have guided much of what we've done. So when I think about, you know, the voices of those at the local level helping us craft these federal policies, you know, we need change makers at the local level so they can be our eyes and ears, so they can tell us what's not working and what is working from a policy perspective. And I think the emerging leaders, for example, are grounded in those everyday things, exactly what we need to know. And so again, after decades of having in the water sector this crumbling infrastructure and, for example, the president, again, uh, passing the, the Bipartisan Infrastructure Act and all these things that are bringing monies into our communities, we have to make sure we're connected on the ground to make sure those monies are getting where they need to go. And so change makers and emerging leaders and folks on the ground are critical again, for helping us realize the president's vision. Again, and that is making sure that we are taking care of what we call our disadvantaged communities, those communities that have been underinvested in, overpolluted in, and sometimes ignored. Just lastly, uh, this is a ton of great perspective. Any uh, parting messages uh, to the emerging leaders and I would say also to the rest of the audience out there at this event and listening to the podcast um, as to this, this important kind of work. So I just want to give my heartfelt congratulations and say that you all have a cheerleader. Uh, Timothy, Chelsea, Stephanie, Jennifer, and Chris, you all are doing excellent work. Continue to be bold. I'm glad you are being recognized for it and realize that it is not about you, but about the communities you're impacting, but also the folks that you are influencing. So you are now an influencer and folks are going to be trying to follow your lead. So that is major. And I also want to share a quick message with those of you that are emerging leaders and you might not have been recognized. We see you, we hear you, keep doing your great work, keep being bold. And I tell you, if, if you always center people in what you do, whether you're writing a policy, uh, you know, crafting a process or trying to figure out what's the next best thing in terms of engaging with a new community uh, that you are doing some type of service in or whatever, like keep people first because that will guarantee that the change that you're making will be sustainable, lasting, and hopefully have the positive impact that you want compared to some of the unintentional consequences that can come if we don't center people first. So in a nutshell, you know, 
President Biden and on behalf of this administration, we are committed uh, to, again, advancing water equity, climate justice and environmental justice. And we look forward to partnering with each and every one of you. So thanks, Travis. Well, thank you so much for your perspective on these critical issues. Thank you for helping to celebrate the emerging leaders being recognized by the Water Now Alliance. Thank you for listening to the podcast, and thanks to this episode's sponsor, Flume Utility and Business Solutions. Please check out Flume. To find all episodes, sign up for email updates, and connect on social media, visit waterloop.org.